You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Jason, that was the calmest you've ever said that. I did it for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now <laughs> I'm I Jason feel... T. Gaffney. Oh, God. <laughs> for a moment there, I felt like we were peers again. But no, no, you had to outdo me. Well, you could always be like, Kevin, Kevin, hell. But I don't want to, though, well, because be I'm like, not uncomfortable with my name. I'm, I'm very comfortable with my name. I'm very comfortable with my name, too. I feel like it's sturdy. What if you were like, Kevin, Held? Well, my name is already a complete sentence. so. Oh, because Kevin Held. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Blowing okay. your mind. I've been blowing minds since... Before me. The 70s. <laughs> 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 <It's> so sad. <laughs> So what's the bright side of that? Well, I'm actually, you know... You're I'm, blowing mine. I'm going to have a very big birthday this year. I'm turning 40 this year. Yeah, fucking believe that. I, I love can, it. I can't. Yes, 40. I mean, it's not till August, but still. Okay. I've never been this old before. Well, you're just getting more fine with age. Sure. Isn't that sure. what it is? It's, I guess. Everything gets more fine with age? I don't know. Like, uh, like cheese. Cheese gets better with age. Totally. And I love cheese. Everything gets better with age. Yeah. Yogurt. Yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, wine. Uh, uh, babies. Babies. They get older and they stop being annoying. Exactly. They yeah. stop pooping themselves. <laughs> yeah, they stop. I did that so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't for a long time, and then you get really old and you start again. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. It depends. It's... <laughs> Oh, fudge. <laughs> I, I have to give my dad credit for that one. Oh, he yeah. oh, was that taken from personal experience? Well, he sat, we were in a show, we were at a theater experience, mm-hmm. and they had a Q&A. A Q&A. theater experience. A Q- well, what what kind of it? horrible little black box theater was this? Yeah, we, were, we were watching like a new show that was going to go to like Broadway, Oh, and it was still young, and, it's, okay. and a lot of old people like to go see it. They had a Q&A afterwards, and we all moved forward, and my mm. dad sat in a seat where someone had clearly peed themselves. Oh, no. And on the way home, he's like, I sat in pee, and then the joke's about, like, how was your theater experience? It depends. I see. And so, see. thanks, Dad. Thank you so much, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sitting in pee. Uh, I know that you can't go for more than five minutes be- between pee, so... A very, very active bladder. You're feeling comfortable now? I've... I peed between two and three times before we started recording today. Oh, good. So we've got, we, we should get to it, though, because we've got a good three and a half minutes until you have to go again. <laughs> so let's talk about how you're doing. You doing good? I'm good. I'm Just good. checking got, in. Yeah. I've got pre-production going strong. And, good. And by the time this airs, yeah. we will have premiered uh, Analysis Paralysis in Palm Springs. I hope Absolutely. we will see you there. And yeah. I hope... And tell your no, friends. No, we we hope you we saw you there. We hope we saw you there. Yeah. We did. You were there. It was amazing. Thank you for coming. Thanks everybody who yes. listens to us for coming to Palm Springs. Yeah. God, what an incredible time that was. It's so cool. In, I'm, in three days. I'm secretly <laughs> freaking out because it's so weird to think yeah. that a movie I wrote is going to be having a theatrical run. So I'm excited. I'm very excited for yeah. you. I'm excited for me too because yeah. I've never had a movie in theaters. Yeah, I so. can't wait to see the giant posters. We got big posters. Well, your the bigger the poster, the bigger the movie. Huge. So. Your face is the size of a building. Jesus Christ, man. No, it's not that big. I didn't have that much money. This is hurtful. Oh, on the poster. On the poster. Okay, I thought we just got super, like, super insulting. (laughs) It's an intervention about your face. Fucking hell. (laughs) Can you imagine? This is something someone can't change unless they have a lot of money and a good plastic surgeon. Face reduction surgery. (laughs) That's what I need. (laughs) So shall we get to the the, uh, bright spot today? Yes. Fantastic. Before we jump into the show, we're going to talk about something that was wonderful that happened this week. Um, and, uh, are you a fan of The Office? Yeah, uh, yeah, I love The Office. Okay, me too. I, I, I recently, in fact, watched all of the episodes of The Office, because I never had, but I finally did, and it's just a wonderful show. And this week, our bright spot is actually The Office-related. 21-year-old Cross Scott, who is a technician at an auto body shop in Arizona, okay, was taking a customer's car for a test drive after they had done some work on it, and he noticed a white sedan 
with the blinkers on that was just barely moving by the side of the road. Okay. So he stopped the car he was driving. He looked into the other car because he could walk up to it. And there was a woman passed out in the car. Oh, my God. he was looking at. Yes. Okay. So he broke the window of the car. Yeah. Got the woman out and placed her on the ground. And then, having no training in CPR, but having watched all of the episodes of The Office, he remembered the scene in The Office where they had had a CPR trainer come into the office. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he saved the woman's life by performing CPR on her to the tune of Staying Alive. Because that's the scene in The Office where they have Michael Scott uh, pressing to the beat of Ha, 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 Staying Alive, Staying Alive. So that that's the beat. At which you want to do the chest compressions, apparently, yeah, uh, to save someone's life. And actually, that woman's life was saved. Oh, my because God. Because he performed that CPR on her until the paramedics came. And the office now has a legacy of saving lives. Yes. Yes, at least one in Arizona. You know? I just want to go to point out- Entertainment and life-saving. That comedies give you everything. Turns out laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> so that's cool. You know, I love that. That was the extent- of the CPR training or first aid training he'd ever received in his life was on the sitcom. Right. And it actually helped. It actually saved somebody. Yeah. So, you know, good on you. I love this. Ross Scott of Arizona. Yes. Is our bright spot this week. But. Thank you. That's not what we're really here to talk about, right? Well, now, first. You told me that this was going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. But yeah. first we have a poll to oh. check out. Let's talk about our poll. That's right. We did a poll this week. We did do a poll. What was it? I don't remember a thing about it. So the poll was, would you have ended up in an asylum back in the 1800s? Oh, yes. I would have, yes. And 50% of our voters said yes oh. with a uh, dead face emoji, because <laughs> basically you go there to die. Sure. I understand. Um, no, I heard the episode. <laughs> 28% said no with a screaming emoji and okay. fear. Okay. And 22% said, not sure, dot, 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 with a little, like, gritting your teeth emoji. Okay. So I think that that's, uh... It doesn't say anything good about the mental state of the people who listen to us. Well... That's for sure. What I mean, they would put you in an institution for being gay or being a Absolutely. woman who that... had a, opinions or... Oh, yeah. So if you think about it... So, oh, you're saying that the people who listen to us are either gay or women with opinions? I will take it. Yes. I'm t I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Please, keep listening. Good folks. And I'll be right there on the psycho bench right next to you. Yes. Fantastic. So thank you for putting that poll out. Yeah. We might do a poll about this episode, I expect. I suspect we will. I <laughs> suspect we will, based on the sly look in your eyes, you little minx. Yes. <laughs> minx. All what right. What sound do they make? That's it. Yes, exactly. You oh, got good. it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got for me this week, Jason T. Gaffney? All right, United States expansion. Okay. Manifest destiny. Oh, God. Our favorite, right? Oh, God. Get your pig out of my potatoes. Um, do we need to pause or something? That's right. <laughs> We're going to talk about the infamous pig war of 1859. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> what? Yep. Right. Oh, I'm so glad. I have no idea what you're talking about. So let's set the scene. Okay. Okay. So a long pig war <laughs> of what? 1859. Yep. You said okay. So okay, we're gonna go back a bit away. It's basically a bunch of racist white people found the quote new world. You actually don't have to go back far for that. Yeah, <laughs> they found the new world and started settling it and claiming the land as their own, even though it was already being lived on. All right. So as such, there was a patch of land at the top of Washington State and the bottom of Canada mm -hmm. that was in contest over the years. Okay, fantastic. By different white Europeans. Sure. sure. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm on tenterhooks, wondering which batch of white people are going to get it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Spain basically gave up trying to own the land and left it to be fought over by Britain and the USA mm -hmm. around 1818. That's a terrible idea. You can't just let white people figure it out. We're a mess. Oh. At this time, Washington State was actually still a part of the Oregon Territory. Okay. In 1818, the U.S. and Britain agreed to coexist in the area peacefully. This is after the War of 1812, I'm guessing. I, I don't have I to guess suspect. that. It's, I suspect. I haven't even looked that one up yet. I'm sure we'll look it up eventually. Well, yeah. No, it's 1818 was definitely after the War of 1812. I'm, I'm, you don't have to look that up. <laughs> so, Okay. Before long, Manifest Destiny was in play, and the Americans were like, this land is my land, this land is my land, from California, all the way to right here, bitch. <laughs> 
See, you laugh, but that's the version I learned in, yeah. in Texas. <laughs> so They're like, it's called Washington. Uh, I think it's American. Yeah. So if it wasn't bad enough, the uh, British were like, we agreed to all exist together here, and we have legal right to live here. Americans are like, yeah, about that. Yeah. So they all met up again in London in 1846 and oh. signed a new treaty called the Treaty of Oregon. Okay. The treaty basically said that the UK would have the land above the 49th parallel, and then when it reached the channel, which was basically the Strait of Georgia and the Strait of Juan de Fuca, okay. it would split down the middle of it to the Pacific Ocean. And oh. anything to the west, which was Vancouver Island and mm-hmm. stuff, would be British, and anything to the east, which was the mainland, would okay. be American territory. Right. got it. Have you ever been to Vancouver, by the way? Yeah, I had my honeymoon in Vancouver. Oh, that's right. That's right. I love Vancouver. I love Vancouver, too. It's basically my favorite city on the planet. Yeah. I just wish it didn't have to deal with winter the way it does. Well, you know, just don't live there in the winter. Yeah. And you're fine. That's true. I just got to get a lot of money so I can buy a house up there and stay there for like three months of the year. All right. Well, let's get that Patreon going. Yes. Okay. So basically, there was a small problem with this treaty. It was signed by Americans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there actually was more than one channel between Vancouver Island and the main continent. In 1846, they already had more than one channel? Yes. And they only got like three by the time the 70s came around. It was a mess. There was two, and then there was three, and then there was a million, and I don't even know what's on anything anymore. Well, the important thing is when did remote controls come into play so that we could switch between channels? Exactly. Mm. That's when everyone lost all their glute strength from having to get up and go to the TV, and I'm like, (laughs) bring butts back, please. Make because butts great again. Because you de- you never know the ripples of some wh- of what some technology will make. You know, I mean, remote controls made so much better, but they made our asses flabby. Who I could know. have seen that coming? It, I'm devastated. Yeah, as a a butt man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So okay, For basically your loss. the two channels. <laughs> there's still plenty of beautiful butts. <laughs> um, the two channels were the Harrow Strait and the Rosario Strait. Okay. All right. So basically, these two straights, right? <laughs> Walking to a bar. <laughs> and, oh, no. Sorry. I don't know where this is going. I don't know, but if they can call us gays, we can call them straights. <laughs> anyway. So the Harrow Strait was closer to Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. and the Rosario Strait was closer to the mainland, mm-hmm. and in the middle were the San Juan Islands. Okay. Now, I'm sure you guessed it. Due to the lack of clarity in the treaty, both the UK and the USA claimed the islands. Oh, boy. Well, because the UK had always thought of the islands as their own... The Why would they have always... San Juan is not a British-sounding... Well, they took over from Spain. And <laughs> yeah, so always is yeah, a little muddled always. here. Well, they sure. always thought of it. Yeah. We always had that bit of land, ever since we took it by force and killed everyone who lived there. <laughs> exactly. So, they love these islands, right? Well, they don't really love them. They just love the idea of owning them. They don't love them. They just want them. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Hudson Bay Company in 1845, a year before the official treaty was signed, Mm -hmm. claimed the islands as theirs for farming and for production. Sure, because you can do that when you're a company. Well, it's (laughs) white people being racist and white. Sure. This land is my land. (laughs) Time-honored tradition. Yeah. (laughs) So... Even after the treaty was signed, the Hudson Bay Company was all about how they have legal right to the land. They're like, the treaty's signed, and it's really clear mm-hmm. that the cutoff is the Rosario Strait, which gives Britain the San Juan Islands. I see. And Americans were like, no, I'm pretty sure it was the Harrow Strait. Um, actually, yeah. sure. So let's cut ahead to 1851. Sure. And they're Why still not? there, and they're setting up places. But the islands are still there? Yeah. Ooh, well, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no volcanoes happened. <laughs> There was no devastating tsunami. Well, I was thinking that the Americans would just be the kind of people to be like, fine, you think they're yours? <laughs> just destroy them somehow. <laughs> well, in 1851, mm-hmm. basically, they set up places to cure salmon for sale. Oh, well, that's important because you want healthy salmon to well, sell. Well, I don't know the process of curing, but I don't think it involves a nurse. Well, I think it's like salt. They must have been sick just somehow. salting them and just throwing it at they're them. They're assaulting the salmon? I think so. That's horrible. I know. So they're physically healthy, but they've been emotionally scarred? I think so. I still don't... I don't want to buy that. Anyway, let's cut to 1853. Jeez. All right. Okay. We did, uh, we did a, whole, a whole year of just salting salmon. <laughs> <laughs> just, just taking salmon, slapping them. <laughs> <laughs> telling them they're worthless. Yeah. So 
1853, Americans are now heading west, and uh, Washington Territory has now been created. Okay. So now Oregon and Washington kind of split. Mm-hmm. The Americans made a statement that the San Juan Islands were American and a part of the newly founded Washington Territory. Mm-hmm. Well, Hudson Bay Company was like, um, no. Right. We're we have some... We've been here slapping for like a fish around here yeah. for... A- 15 years, yeah. so... <laughs> Get your own fish to slap. That's right. We've trained the bears yeah. to not grab the salmon, but when they jump out of the water, they just smack them <laughs> and send them on their way. I'm really getting sick of all the animal abuse in this episode. Yeah, well, it's going to get worse. Oh, no. So, hold out. Okay. All right, so a year later, after the Americans started saying it was like their land, mm-hmm. the <laughs> Hudson Bay Company basically created a sheep farm on the southern end of the island, closer to America, in a political move. Well, yeah, the- that is despicable. Right. A sheep farm? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a dick move. Well, they wanted... <laughs> They wanted to create, like, a weird living wall to keep Americans out. They're like, you right. can't pass our sheep farm. No. It's a wall. <laughs> oh, that's I'm sorry. terrible. I'm sorry. So. The- Shear that wall. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Okay. So the company would send Charles Griffin, who was an Irishman, to lead this new sheep farm. Okay. And a handful of Hawaiian herdsmen to work there. Wow. We never learned their names because white people are racist, and I guess they don't like Hawaiian yeah. people, and no, I feel just, bad about we it. We just know the white leader, and then yeah. the rest are Hawaiian herdsmen. I'm not... Which is a great band name. I'm still... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hawaiian herdsmen. Yeah. Opening for Rusted Root. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, my curi- my, I'm curious, though, like, were they brought there willingly? Or not. I don't know. You're telling me this story. <laughs> I don't. Well, I couldn't find anything about it. I was. I was hoping I'd find something. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, Charles was like really excited. He's like, ah, well, that's Scottish. Yeah. He's well. He had oh, I'm Scottish just friends. Love, I'm just he's like, love watching this happen. He's Go ahead. like, ah, top of the morning to me. I get to live the good life now, y'all. I don't know. Why I throw y'all in there. God damn it. Irish is like one of the three accents I sort of can do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Faith and Begora, partner. <laughs> oh. Well, basically, he's Amazing. like, I get to live the high life mm-hmm. with my sheep and in the calm, peaceful quiet. Mm-hmm. The cam. Yeah. And the- <laughs> Y'all. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Hudson Bay Company was like, we licked the land, it's ours now. We licked it out. <laughs> you know, like, they, they took possession, it's like, it's mine. Right. But that would not stop Americans from coming to this island. Nothing does. Right? Spoiler alert. I know. So, even though it didn't stop Americans from coming in, the sheep mm-hmm. farm, it did provide the company with a bountiful harvest of sheep. Who could have thought that the sheep wouldn't keep people out? <laughs> the sheep you know, they should have like terrified. Scorpion farm. <laughs> <laughs> what have done it. <laughs> what are you growing there? Bunch of scorpions yeah. for your face. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I, I don't need to settle there, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bunch of poisonous animals, y'all. I drove all the snakes out of Ireland and I've put them all here. <laughs> I'm St. Patrick's motherfucker. Isn't that who did it? Isn't he the guy who took it? Yeah, St. Patrick was, but St. Patrick's motherfucker is the guy who fucked St. Patrick's mother. (laughs) Yes. I'm St. Patrick's motherfucker, y'all. Oh, stay out of his way. (laughs) When I was leaving her, she said, please come back for more. Oh, wow. They had a very good consensual relationship. Oh, that's good. That's important. Yeah. Consent is very important. So, all right. So the Americans wow. showed up, right? Sure. And they had a bountiful harvest of sheep. Great. The crop would grow by almost four times the size in six years. Okay. So a crop of, of sheep? Yeah. Don't call it a crop. <laughs> I don't know what you call a crop of a sheep. Herd. A herd. Whatever. All right. A bountiful herd of... A crop of wool, maybe? I, what? Yeah, I sure. Know. Cheers. So... Slancha, <laughs> <laughs> <Slanche>, you mean. <laughs> the problem was that this good news for the business actually hurt the Hudson Bay Company... Because now everyone could see how valuable the land was uh, and how good it was for farming and crops and sheep, etc. Damn it. <laughs> farming and crops and sheep. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> if that news wasn't enough it for the Americans. Well, it was a real sheep storm. It was storm. a sheep storm up yeah. there. 
the gold rush of 1858 happened, oh. and suddenly 16,000 people showed up looking for gold in the area. Holy crap. Most would not find gold, however, and would head back to whence they came. Sure. But a they large... They did find sheep. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it did precede the sheep rush of 1859. There's sheep in them there hills. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah, I can see them. <laughs> They're ah. white on a green hill. I can see it. <laughs> ah, get away from my sheep. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> They're very cordial, yeah. except for that one crotchety Irish Scotsman. Um, so, all right, most of the people wouldn't find gold, and they would head back from whence they came, right? Okay. But a large handful would stay and settle the area via the Donation Claim Act. Okay. America wanted people to settle the Oregon Territory, and they would give any white single man, specifically white sure. single man over the age of 18, 320 acres of land, and any white married couple over the age of 18, 640 acres. Whoa. Fun fact about this law, actually, mm -hmm. even though it was incredibly racist, yeah. it was the first law in America that right. actually allowed women to own land. Oh, it was they like actually this weird were property loophole. owners in that situation. Yeah. Interesting. And so, like... It was a great time for straight white people, which yeah. I'm, it's nice. It's heartening to see them get a break. <laughs> <laughs> for once in history. You're right. All right. The only kind of rule to the Donation Claim Act mm -hmm. was they needed to live on the land for four years, and then it was theirs. Mm -hmm. Even if you were a single white guy, not just two years? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... Like, I only get half the land. I should only have to stay here half the time. Well, no. Uh, I am a single white man. <laughs> Give me, give me this land. You sound like a minx. <laughs> so over time, about 25 different Americans would head over to San Juan Island. 25? Yeah. That doesn't sound like too many. It's not too many, but, but basically the only British people there is the one Irish guy and the Hawaiian men. So like The Hawaiian guys are British now? Well, they're part of the British people. Got it. And so... The 25 Americans started staking claims of land for their own farms mm -hmm. and their own sheep. Sure. And the British citizens, again, would just be Charles and his Hawaiians, <laughs> which is, oh, like, crap, terrible. The Americans were like, it's ours, and America basically gave this to us. Sure. And the British were like, you're trespassing on our land, and mm -hmm. I don't care what you say. This land is not your land. Mm -hmm. Go back to California or the New York Island. <laughs> They got real sassy, and they used their own lyrics against them. They did. Yeah. Ooh, that's a sick burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more tea, Martha. Wow. I need to cool down my burning mouth. Did they then have an acapella sing-off? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, tea and scones. We love our tea and scones. So, yeah. for the most part, even though the Americans were... Definitely trespassing mm -hmm. at this point. Everyone lived peacefully. Yeah. There's still dispute as to who owns the island. Sure. Which, <laughs> fact to be told, none of the white people own the island. It was whatever indigenous tribe really was there first, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's not get carried away by the truth or anything. <laughs> so we come upon the time of the pig. Sure. Isn't it the year of the pig now? It it's is. The year of the pig. It makes me so happy. Great. This so year this is a good like time to be talking about this. Favorite year ever. I bet. You do love pigs, I don't do love you? Pigs. Yeah. It's not going to go well. Oh, no. For yeah. you and your loving of pigs? Yeah. Sure. No, once they make them soldiers, it's, it's all just downhill all downhill from there. From there. Sure. So on June 15th, 1859, one of the American farmers, Lyman Cutler, mm -hmm. would find a pig in his potato garden. Jesus Christ. So now to be clear, mm -hmm. Lyman showed up. And immediately settled on Charles Griffin's sheep farm land. Oh. He basically <laughs> dug up a sheep run, whatever that is, and made a farm. It's where sheep run. Well, it's I like, don't understand what that means. It's a track. It's got bleachers and everything. Oh. Yeah, they run the stairs. It's wow. all for exercise. As a runner, I feel really aff doubly offended that he he took the land and he took away their exercise. Totally. What a dick. Yeah, no, he he dug it all up and it even had like the markers, the lane markers and everything. Oh, man. And yeah. the sheep were like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so Lyman then put up a bunch of fences. Okay. Basically like being, this is my land. Yeah. This uh, is my land that I stole from you. Yeah. You should know how that feels. So fun fact about Lyman mm -hmm. was that he actually sucked at putting up fences. 
he was, I don't know, maybe those sheep were just really good at taking them down. <laughs> he was just too much of an open book, you know, too willing to share his soul with others. Oh, I see. He was, he was, yeah, he was. He also was physically shit when it came to putting wood together <laughs> and keeping other living things off of his supposed land. Okay. So he's just utter shit. Okay. Worthless. One I of, love that. He's a thief, but the real charge is he's just a bad carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them's fighting words. You bring shame upon Jesus. <laughs> so, as a result, one of Charles's prized pigs would find its way onto Lyman's farm and would have a potato meal fit for a king. Sure. As I mentioned... Uh, so, this... there were pigs on the island, too. I mean, yeah, apparently. so they brought sheep and pigs. Okay. But the pigs specifically belonged to Charles, not the company. Okay, got it. So, But, yeah, so I was wondering where the pigs came in, and they yeah, came in with They came Charles. with the sheep and okay. Charles. Oh, was it like Babe? What? Did they teach them to herd? Oh my god, I love the movie, babe. Yeah. That'll do, pig. Thank you. That'll do. Thank you. <laughs> so, Charles Griffin, like, didn't fence in his sheep or fence in his pigs. Right. Because he, along with the other British people, claimed the island as British rule, mm-hmm. and as thus he let them roam everywhere because it's like, my island, I'll do what I want. They're British sheep. They can go wherever they want to. Right. And, uh... <laughs> I love that British sheep don't even stop at fences. They, it was like they decided that, that that Lyman's farm was was just another empire for them. Right. Great. They colonized the fucking potato farm. <laughs> All right. So when Lyman found the pig eating his potatoes, he wasn't sure what happened. He saw red, and the next thing he knew, he was washing the blood off his hands and singing the cell block tango with five other attractive women. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Pig. <laughs> Slit. <laughs> Potato. Spread eagle. <laughs> bah. <laughs> All right. So I'm kidding, of course. He did shoot and kill the pig. Oh, great. Cool. Because he has no cool. Mm-hmm. And I hate him for that. And I'm glad that he's not alive anymore. It's important to be clear with your biases I, as a narrator. I hate Lyman. He okay. can fucking suck on an egg. You know that Charles Griffin was going to kill the pig too, right? Not for a while. Okay, but you know he was going to. Uh, yeah, but... Your little hero was going to kill still, that pig. I still don't love him, but I like him better than I like Lyman, who sure. just is like, You eat my potatoes, I'm going to shoot your face! Uh, it sounds to me like a very clear stand-your-ground situation, but okay. All right. <laughs> so, before long, Charles would find out that Lyman had killed one of his pigs. Sure. And he would freak the fuck out on okay. him. And up until now, they'd been really cordial, even though he dug up his sheep run and mm-hmm. took his land. So Charles was like, you can dig up my sheep run. Mm-hmm. You can invade me, for the most part, peacefully in my land. Wow. Uh, but kill my, pig, kill my piggy, that's it. So oh. he stormed over. It was the last yeah, straw. He drew a red line on that one. Yeah. Okay, sure. Don't touch my pig. All right. Ah! <laughs> uh, and he, he stormed over and he demanded damages for the dead pig. It makes me wonder what he was really going to do with that pig. I I mean, pigs are smart. They're like dogs. Yeah, I'm just saying that he seems personally hurt. If someone this. killed my pet pig, I would be personally hurt. Well, it's not a pet, though. I'm saying maybe it was a lover. Oh. It's a cold environment. It's a harsh environment, is what I'm <laughs> saying. And you need the comfort sometimes. Of a pig? Of, you know, a companion, let's say. Well, let's just say that no. <laughs> I've been starting rumors about a guy who's been dead for a hundred years. All right. So Lyman was like, "Look, I'm sorry. I overreacted. I shouldn't have killed your pig. Here's ten dollars." Oh. Charles, however, was like, "Fuck your ten dollars." Whoa. He was a prize-winning boar, and oh. Charles wanted at least a hundred dollars. Wow. He's like, that was a very he, a hundred dollars for a pig in 1859? He's a breeding boar. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of breeding. <laughs> just, I don't know. He seems real offended. <laughs> so this is when things took another turn. Okay. All right. Lyman was like, hey, wait a minute. Your stupid pig came over to my potato farm and ate my food. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he didn't want to pay him anything. <gasps> Lyman claimed that the pig had come on multiple occasions because he fucking sucked at fencing okay, and was a pest. There was some more arguing, and from hearsay, Lyman would shout, quote, It was eating my potatoes! To which Charles would respond with, quote, It is up to you to keep your potatoes out of my pig. 
Okay. A little victim shaming well, here. Well, I like, yeah, a little bit of victim shaming, sure. But, you know, a pig's got to eat. Right. Well, and, and pigs don't know that this potato farm is off limits. And seriously, if you're going to be a farmer, you do need to make fences that work. Because there's other things other than pigs that eat things. Absolutely. Called squirrels. Orphans. What? What? <laughs> Orphans don't just roam farms eating the food. But if they did, they'd be fucking hungry, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> that world is mortifying. I'm sure it's happened. And for all the stuff I keep finding, I'm sure it's happened. Sure. Well, <laughs> that'll be next week. Next week on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. The roaming orphans. <laughs> I'm going to look that up, see if that exists. Please do. So Lyman didn't care for that statement, right? I About bet. the, you keep your potatoes out of my pig. Sure. He then went on to say to Charles that he would basically shoot anyone trespassing on his land. Mm-hmm including a pig, and that he would shoot Charles for trespassing, too, if he was ever found there again. Okay. So he's like, well, get the clear. fuck off my land, I'm going to shoot you. Sure. that's Because I'm American, and that's all we apparently know how to do. <laughs> so Charles stormed off, fuming about what was supposed to be his quiet life, and these damn Americans and how they were fucking it all up. Sure, who, who tend to take land that they don't have a right to and then kill people for getting onto that right yeah that's that's manifest destiny so when he got home to his sheep farm he was delighted to find that the hudson bay company had actually sent over a ship that day just coincidentally Mm -hmm. with three high ups at the company oh alexander dallas which is funny that he's british because dallas texas we're we all come from there i know so dr william tolmy and donald frazier uh, not related to the character Frasier on TV. Uh, just... not even, I'm not even going to dignify that this time. <laughs> he just did. They basically all ran different parts of the island. They're all like different, like one's a salmon slapper, one's the sheep <laughs> person. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and they basically... I'm in charge of training the bears yes. to slap the salmon. <laughs> Donald... Hmm. That's a weird thing to do. I run the salt mines. <laughs> Get back in there, orphan. Stop roaming. <laughs> so, basically, they came to see how things were going, right? Sure. Well, <laughs> funny you should ask. <laughs> Charles started crying to them about how Lyman had killed his pig. Yeah. And the three men were like, wait a minute. Lyman must pay you back because this is British land and that pig is British property. That was a British pig. Yeah. So the four of Uh, them... Spoiler, you're all British pigs. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Do you need some tea to calm down that savage burn? Good thing we're on British land. Yeah. So the four of them decided to go pay Lyman a little visit. When they got there, Lyman, however, was ready for them and had his gun ready. Yeah. Oh, no. What is a weathered, land-hardened farmer going to do against some three British aristocrats? (laughs) (laughs) He basically told them that he had every right to kill the pig and that the pig was, quote, worthless. Okay. The British people would share their point of view that, in fact, the pig was British (laughs) and that he owed the money. You've just killed a British subject. Yeah. So Lyman would then hold up his gun in their faces and say, quote, this is American soil, not English. Lord. The four men got the hint and walked away, mm-hmm. but not before telling him that they if They got the hint of having a gun waved and <laughs> being threatened to be killed? I, I say, I, I do see your point. At least they can take a hint, yeah. sure. <laughs> but as they were leaving, they basically said to him that if he didn't pay, that he would be arrested for his crime by British authorities. Okay. Now, Lyman, who was a real man's man, you know, with his big old gun... Sounds like it. ...realized that he could not, in fact, stop them from coming back with more men and guns to take him away or take his money from him. Mm -hmm. So he decided to run to the U.S. military for help. Okay, sure. You know, typical libertarian thing. He gathered an army of orphans. (laughs) Are you going to feed me a potato? Get your hands off the potato. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you I think just... I've trained my entire life to slap salmon and I can't take care of you? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Got dark real fast. <laughs> so the U.S. military was like, yeah, this sounds like totally our, up our alley. Yeah, We're going to totally. help you. We've been spoiling for a war with Britain ever since. <laughs> ever since the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the War of 1812. Well, yeah, I guess there were like several in between. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. History, I haven't looked it up yet. So... <laughs> The Brigadier General, William S. Harney, who was basically in charge of Oregon, or the Oregon military, Mm -hmm. sent Captain George Pickett 
along with 66 men to the island to protect the American citizens and to stop any British from landing on the island. Any uh, relation to Wilson Pickett? I don't know. Ha! See oh. how you like it. Who's Wilson Pickett? A, a black R&B singer. <laughs> oh, probably not if he's in the army and that's a high That's what I'm up. saying. There's absolutely no relation, oh. and that's what it feels like on this end every time you do that. <laughs> well, I'm anyway. Kidding, I love it. The British saw what was happening, and mm-hmm. as a result, sent three warships over to the island to stop Pickett and the Americans. Okay. Pickett would first make a camp within aim of one of the warships at the south end near the sheep farm, mm-hmm. but another soldier pointed out the strategic boo-boo, and they moved further in and higher up to have the advantage and to no longer be within the gunfire of the ship. I see, I see. Pickett famously would say about this moment in time, quote, we'll make a bunker hill out of it. He was like, we're going we're gonna to make this another triumphant moment. Right, like the, where's Bunker Hill from? Bunker Hill was a Revolutionary War. Is that right? I think so. There was a picture of George Washington. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> before long, more men from both sides showed up to see what was happening with this tiny dick fest. Okay. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, what? Bunch of men with small dicks? I've got a small dick. Let me come and see what's going on. <laughs> We're going to have a dick fest? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like a party. Yeah. So in August of 1859, only yeah. two months APD after Pig Dead, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Americans... <laughs> Okay, we have to <laughs> keep track of time that way. That is now our cutoff. 1859 is where we start. APD. Yes. And, and then PPD. Pre-pig death? Yeah, pre-pig yeah. death. Basically, at this point, the Americans would now have 461 soldiers on the island along with 14 cannons. Mm-hmm. And the British would now have five warships, which meant 70 cannons and 2,140 men. Okay. So if a battle happened, it wouldn't look good for the Americans. No. And this is, we are literally doing this over a pig yes. dying. Correct. And, I mean, ostensibly, the ownership of the island is yeah. now in question. Because of the everyone's pig. everyone's ready to fight over a heap of grass. Yes. Cool. In fact, James Douglas, uh-huh. who was the governor of Vancouver Island, would uh-huh. order the British troops to land on the island and end it. They're like, just fucking take the island already. Good just lord. End this shit. Okay. But Rear Admiral Robert L. Baines, mm-hmm. which is like, Rear Admiral? Really? Like, they take up the rear all the way? I, I, like, I don't, it's such an interesting... I've never heard that term before. You've never heard of a Rear Admiral? Well, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, am I a Rear Admiral because I like butts? No, you're a butt pirate. Oh! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Arr. Yeah, no. I gotta get some booty. You need some more experience before you can become an admiral. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of experience. All right, but you need to be nominated to the post. Okay. <laughs> Who's gonna nominate me? Well, first, from butt pirate, you have to actually become a butt privateer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then be gr- dragooned into the actual uh, naval forces. I and see. And then work up through the military ranks. So you're actually pretty far off right now. Well, but pirate's a good life. It's not bad. It's, yo you got a lot ho, more freedom. Yo ho, the booty's life for me. And you can call yourself Jolly Roger. Why? Why wouldn't you? Fair point. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, Rear Admiral Robert L. Baines would tell the governor no. Okay. He would say no to, quote, involving two great nations in a war over a squabble about a pig. There we go. Hey. Uh, oh, Wow. A level head. Yeah. Loving it. In fact, he ordered his men to not fire a shot unless they were fired upon. Okay. He's like, you do not fire anything at all. Right. Don't do it. Not even your housekeeper yeah. if she steals from you. No. You can't fire anything. <laughs> Why would you ever shoot your housekeeper? No, you just fire her. Oh. <laughs> say you'd shoot your housekeeper. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't get that. That you can't went fire right. anything. <laughs> now I understand. Yes, Jeez. no firing of any kind. No. I'm sorry, they're ready to come to a war over a dead pig. All right, they are. They are definitely willing to shoot for no good reason. No, no stone fired pizza. Nothing. No fire. <laughs> no fire. <laughs> he was a minx. I guess little so, known yeah, fact. Yeah. Rear um, Admiral Minx. The American side actually issued the same order of their men as well. Oh. Both sides said, "Do not fire a shot unless they fire upon you." Well, the end. Well, no. (laughs) So, quote from nps.gov, which is the National Park Service's website. Who knew they had a website? Um, I guess their webmaster did. Now, yeah, wow. Anyway, quote, while the Americans dug in, 
The British conducted drills with their 52 total guns, alternately hurling solid shots into the bluffs and raised rocks along Griffin Bay. It was all great fun for tourists arriving on excursion boats from Victoria, what? not to mention the officers from both sides who attended church services together aboard the satellite and what? shared whiskey and cigars in Charles Griffin's tidy home. The opposing armies did? Yeah. Attend church together? Yeah. That's amazing. So it's everyone like a little truce. Everyone, like, they're like, well, it's Sunday. We gotta go to church. Jesus, their only church is right here. Guess we're all going together. Wow. So okay. So during this time, <laughs> both, peace be with you, and also with you. I might kill you tomorrow. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I guess it's pretty good, actually. You want to be going to church pretty regularly if you could be killed at any moment. Right. Sure. So during this time, right? I love that the tourists are going and like watching the the army shoot at the hill. So yeah. that's great. They're like, "Ooh, did you hear about the pig? What a lovely afternoon yeah. outing." Oh, oh, I want to scoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. During this time, both sides are not firing uh, at each other. They're sh- they're they're shooting the hill a lot. Right. They're not they're not firing the first shot. Right. But they did throw insults back and forth to each other to try and goad the other people to force them into firing that first How coveted the shot. How close are they? They're pretty close. Okay. And they also wrote each other nasty letters and sent them back and forth. <laughs> and uh, Oh, man, I miss this kind of warfare. I just love this because basically you have two warring armies being like, you're a fat arse. And the response being like, so is your mom. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Why don't you just shoot me? Let's bring St. Patrick's motherfucker in here yeah. and see what you have to say about it, St. Patrick. Yeah. She loved every minute of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, uh, miraculously, not one shot would be fired at each other. Okay. After these couple months of time, mm-hmm. finally, the news of the conflict arrived in London and Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. This whole war thing is going on, and, like, the leaders of the countries don't even know it. Exactly. Oh, and the leaders God. of the nation both were like, what the fuck is going on back there? Do I need to turn this car around? Do not make me turn history around. <laughs> I will come there, Washington. Please do. (laughs) Please make America great again. Oh. I mean, I'm talking two years ago. (laughs) So James Buchanan was the president at this time, right? And he's freaking out because there is basically a civil war brewing, and he knows it. And he's like, the last thing we need is to start a fucking war with Britain over a dead fucking pig. Mm -hmm. He's like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, worth it. Uh, <laughs> the leaders of the world are like, we can't come to blows over this, and you're like enlisting. Yeah, you would fucking. <laughs> you're like, why do we not have a draft? Yeah, that pig <laughs> had a soul. <laughs> so, all right, I really wouldn't. I'm a pacifist. Anyway, they both sent negotiators over there immediately to solve the crisis. They're okay. like, this is fucked, yeah. guys. What the fuck's wrong with you? They weren't able to solve who owned the island. But both sides agreed to lower their armed forces Mm -hmm. to only 100 men on each side. (laughs) Okay. And uh, the British got to set up a camp on the island on the northern part of the island. Okay. And the Americans could keep their camp at the southern end. Okay. The new setup would be in effect by November of that year. So within like four months, you've got two campments on either side of the island basically ready to go when they need to. This is uh, four months APD. Yeah. Okay. So the setup would last for 12 years. What? Yep. During this time... (laughs) What? During this time, both camps actually grew fond of each other. Sure. And the British would have the Americans over to celebrate Queen Victoria's birthday, Uh, and the Americans would have the British over to celebrate the 4th of July. uh, And they just partied together. They... Whoa, that's kind of shady, though. And they... uh, Celebrate the 4th of July? Remember that time when we just kicked our asses right off of our lawn? Yeah. Come over and have a beer. And well, and they did this. They uh, they hired Alanis Morissette to sing "Ironic" sure. while isn't this it, was happening. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So historians to this day say that the only thing that threatened the peace yeah. was how much alcohol was brought to the island and drank. <laughs> like they just got shit faced. And... This is crazy that both the American and British like armed forces right paid to have these camps of hundred men on this one tiny island like for 12 years yes to keep them encamped there just until they figured out who owned the thing exactly. or in case because no one was willing to give up on this little heap of an island right okay so all right after the 12 years this, finally I just it's just in it's 
sorry to interrupt you again, but it's just incredible. It's just amazing how, like, we can, we just can't be seen to be backing down for any reason, for anything. And neither could they. Right. There's nothing inherently useful about this island, but we just can't lose it because we can't be seen to back down. Well, because we said it was America. Yeah. And... You can't just take American land. Right. Because that sets a terrible precedent. Right. And the British are in the exact same position. Exactly. Oy. So after the 12 years, the UK and the US were finally willing to talk about how to settle this dispute. Okay. They opted to have a third party arbitrate. Mm-hmm. So they went to Germany. I was thinking Hawaii. And they had some... <laughs> <laughs> that would be un- that would be biased. Yeah. So they went to Germany and they had Kaiser Wilhelm I to help them settle this uh, pissing contest. Oh my God. They wanted to see who could pee farther. Sure. Yeah. Actually, if you could hit the other camp, you could keep the island. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the licking it. It's like, I licked your face. It's That's, mine now. It's why they had so much alcohol. Right. Yeah. So they could get a healthy stream. Exactly. Had to go like two miles north. Well, anyway. No one ever did it, is my point. Yeah. So then they had to ask a German for help. You know it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) So the Americans would send George Bancroft to negotiate for them. Okay. And it was a very good strategic move because he apparently had lots of powerful friends in Germany. Mm. And he also studied German culture. Okay. The UK picked Admiral James Prevost. He did not have friends in Germany, Mm-mm. but he was one of their best negotiators. Okay. After many, many months of discussing, fighting, talking, crying, and hugging it out, sure. they finally reached a deal. Okay. Only the pigs can stay. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would go there like tomorrow. <laughs> I would be like, take me. Right. Make me one of you. So it's the Planet of the Apes now. No. Yeah. They decided to draw the line in the Harrow Strait which left the San Juan Islands in the control of America. Thank God. So, <laughs> before long, in November of 1872, the British would leave their encampment, and two years later, the Americans would do the same, leaving the island without a military presence for the first time in 20 years. Wow. Uh, over, this is really, literally over the death of one farm animal. Yes. Man, empires. Right? Am I right? Yeah. So Charles would not get his $100 and sure. only one Is animal. Is he still a fucking live? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> he kept having tourists for tea. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't get his $100, but he, he had a pretty steady church following now. Yeah. And the only casualty in the war would be the pig. The pig. Yes. The See, island... most people would count that as something good. You are like, oh, I'm de- I doubt you're going to find a bright side to that. I'm <laughs> devastated about that. But we'll get to the bright side. There's a, there's a real bright side. Yeah. Oh, sure. The island, uh, to this day, is a tourist attraction. And they still hoist up the Union Jack in the English camp in honor of our friendship with the UK. Wow. It's one of the very few spaces in America where we fly a foreign flag on American soil. That's cool. Isn't that interesting? It is a nice bit of trivia. Thank you. So. Oh. What is the bright side? Hey, you said we'd get there. I didn't think it'd be so soon. Surprise. But I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is so insane. So first, no humans died in the war. I know how hard it was for you to say that. It was incredibly hard. Could and I take their people too, but whatever. Sure. And that particular one was like the lover of one guy. I know. So. <laughs> he was not the lover. Of him. He just loved potatoes, which I love potatoes. So I feel very attached to him. <laughs> Feel a kinship with that pig <laughs> because you like pigs and you like potatoes. Yes. Oh, I know. It's really. This must have been so hard for you. This was an amazing episode to look up, but also very devastating. Sure. What I'm, happened to the pig anyway? Did anybody get to use the meat? We don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, they probably buried it. Okay. It's a British pig. They gave it a British. They put it on a little boat. They gave they, it a state they funeral. They sent it out and they shot a flaming arrow into That's, it. That's uh, Danish, I think. Oh. Well. <laughs> Whatever. They, the British gave it a Viking funeral. <laughs> <laughs> they had bagpipes. It was great. Great. Um, I think what they had was bacon for a while. <laughs> so the other thing about this war was that it actually was handled by treaties and talking it out. True. The entire war. True. And uh, even though a bunch of idiots got their mantis in a bunch, uh, <laughs> level-headed people actually stepped in and said, we are not going to fight over this. This sure. needs to be civilized. This is stupid. Yeah. And it's like one of the few times I feel like in our history. Yeah. That where, somebody said this was stupid and yeah. America went, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where both sides were like, maybe we don't shoot yeah. each other in the face. Yeah. So. 
Are the snouts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor little piggy. I know, I'm sorry. I got to look at a bunch of pigs, though, while looking it up, because every time Wikipedia was like a pig, and I'd see a pig would show up like blue, and I'd just scroll over it and see the pig picture, sure. and I'd be like, you're cute. Oh, that's good. So you had you did have some fun researching this. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, anytime well, people are this stupid, I have fun. <laughs> true. Absolutely true. Um I feel a little disappointed. I have to. I have to admit. Okay. Because when you were talking about a pig war, I was very <laughs> much hoping for pig soldiers. Yeah. Uh, not just one pig casualty. That's sad. That is sad. And I definitely wanted us to be because I know tr- pigs are trainable. They are. So I don't know why we couldn't train them to fight each other. Uh, I think we should have had like a single pig off an american pig a british pig could have figured this out right away a fight to the death or whoever falls asleep first <laughs> i'm gonna say they're That'd not gonna rules. fight they're just gonna fall asleep <laughs> yeah but whichever one falls asleep first loses ah. Ah. i just think whoever falls asleep first has to get cuddles <laughs> well no that goes without saying yeah you go in there they and both get cuddles, belly and you're just depends. like hello little piggy <laughs> So. Now to be pushed, boop. You do, yeah. Boop. Oh my god, it is my dream to be brought to a pig farm to just get to roll around with pigs all day for a day. You can't take yourself to one. I feel like that's just sad. Your dream is to be. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Somebody else has to do it. I, if someone brings me, then it's like, well, I had to go because they brought me here. Well, I wasn't going to tell you what we got for your next birthday yet, but. Are you taking me to a pig farm? I'm taking you to a pig farm. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm going to take you to this island, the San Juan Islands. There's no pigs there anymore. How do you know? I don't know. No, we're going to bring a pig with us. (gasps) We're going to travel with a pig on a plane? Yes, and then we're going to take him into a former sheep run, right? Okay, and we're going to run around with him? We're going to shoot him. No! (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) That look on your face is what I just gave myself for my birthday. All right. (laughs) What a dick. <laughs> Thank you for finding this. I don't know where you found this info, but I love it. It's perfect. The internet's a weird place. Yeah. It's filled with weird history and sad history. But thanks for telling me about it. Uh, this was a wonderful little adventure to go on. Yeah. The Pig War of 1859, uh, like for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's uh, that's not something else I didn't think about. It kept 200 men employed for 12 years. Hey, true. <laughs> this, but, yeah. And, the, you know, some of those American soldiers might have been fighting the Civil War. And they might have died. Yeah. You know, uh, if they hadn't been up there protecting a heap of dirt. And so Alanis Morissette, her first concerts yeah, were there. Yeah, she really got her start. It was Pacific Northwest. Because she's, you know, 2,000 years old or however old this is. I think that the is. pigs of the Pacific Northwest really started the grunge movement. Yeah. <laughs> I want like a pig with a cool little earring and a leather coat and like eyeliner. Right. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It's cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a pig in a big flannel shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you'll join us again next week here on The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. Yes. Bye bye. Bye. That'll do, pig. That'll do. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Brightside K and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget... To look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.